Hey guys, we made it. Thank you so much for being intentional about listening to Succeed Intentionally. We are in season two. Yes, you are listening to one of the first episodes in season two for Succeed Intentionally, where we have, we're almost at a thousand plus subscribers and viewers. I can't even believe it. But thank you guys so much for your dedication to to just listening to me and to my guests and to the insight that God has given me. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Be sure to go check us out on YouTube because we'll have the visual versions of some of the podcasts that will be rolling out in season two. I appreciate you so much. And again, Life fulfilled is life done intentionally. I'm so glad to be doing it with you. joining succeed intentionally with your host Monique Davis listen I am so excited to be back and uh, making podcasts for you guys and helping you really attain success wholly you know we all are all about identifying those destiny moments of opportunities and discovering success behind being intentional in every single area of our lives. And so we talk about the seven powers of intentional success, and that's in influence, that's in collaboration, that's in business and uh, professional, that's in faith, that's in finance, that's in health, and um, and, and your, in your home. And today, we want to talk about the business side, as well as the self side. They kind of go hand in hand, right? And so we're going to be talking about that and just talking about how you can uh, position yourself to attain that success that you want in your career. And it's not always about what you think it is, right? And so today, we have a guest that I have known for a while now, back in the day (laughs) when I first started um, my recruiting journey, I was introduced to this gentleman and, you know, he gave me some words of wisdom that I hold on to to today. Like I still say this quote that he gave me years and years ago, but I'm going to let him talk about it. Um, he's an amazing guy. He's a, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful professional with a great heart, good spirited. And I've always just really enjoyed his company as well as just his his insight. And so without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Mr. Kevin Willemowski. Kevin. Wow, Monique, that's awesome. Can I, can I be your guest like every week? <laughs> <laughs> right. Just, just to hear, right. just to hear that intro. I mean, that was awesome. Thank you. Keep talking to you again. Yes, it's great to talk to you too. I mean, this is like a long time coming. Uh, we've we've done some uh, communication via LinkedIn, of course, but we we haven't uh, spoken to each other in a while. So it is good to hear your voice. And likewise, absolutely, yeah. Back in the day. Um, <laughs> One of my favorites to work with, we obviously had a lot of, uh, we did a lot of recruiting for that position that I was in, um, and you were uh, exceptional in your, so it's, it's great to reconnect with you again. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. I, I mean, it's funny because I think about that time and it was such a crazy time. I mean, the numbers that to give and I was the only recruiter in the whole department. <laughs> it was like I was doing all these numbers on myself and I'm like how in the world did I do that because like now nowadays recruiters are like oh I can only handle 10 wrecks at that time I had maybe 60 or something that was just absolutely insanity um but yeah that's how we met and um we were in the telecom um, which is what we worked and in, in, in for a, a good company at the time and you know one of the things that I remember was when we are when our company was uh, acquired or merged or well actually it was acquired um, mm-hmm. when it was acquired it was so much craziness happening it was like a madhouse and you were still walking around smiling and just like not even phased and I'm thinking what is wrong with this guy and so I feel like I said something to you and I was like I was like kind of panicking a little bit because um the new company I I just wasn't a fan and you know I saw some things I just didn't I wasn't really um I didn't like you know and so you were just like you know what you have some valid points but you know what all change doesn't always feel good you know what do you know you said you said change doesn't always feel good but all good things come from change and I just sat there for a second I was like oh oh wow that's that's deep and that that's really 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 good and I kept that mantra I stole that mantra from you (laughs) oh you know what that's fine that's as far as I'm concerned that's that's public domain uh I I somebody who I wore when I was really young this was even before I was uh um and and so it you know, even back then, it, it that one, it really, it really hit home with me. And I thought, you know, that is that is a kernel of wisdom that I am going to put in my back pocket and carry with me forever. And it's you know, it, it's nice to hear you um, that that meant something to you. It's applicable to everybody. It's something to to certainly think about uh, because life isn't always fun. You know, let's mm. I mean. That's obvious, um, yeah. but it's, it's being able to kind of look at it from the outside in uh, and kind of put things in perspective. And yeah, it's sometimes things are tough; they don't necessarily go the way we had. But you know, all all good comes from change. Yes, yes, and I'm telling you, it's such a powerful statement, and I'm so glad that whoever spoke it to you, you know, spoke it to you so that you could speak it to me because I'm telling you, it has been such a staple, like in my my home, in my marriage, in my <laughs> relationships, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in in my ministry with church and stuff, like everything. I use that. I use that mantra so much. It's so funny. Um, and, uh, you know, just to be able to see this kind of go back all full circle and have you on and us talking about the seven powers of intentional success, right? It's like it's, um, being intentional that, that to me is what being intentional is about really seeing things from a different perspective and not just being so pessimistic, like about woe is me, you know, but, um, so, so with that being said, you know, I know when I first, when I, I think, I, I feel like you were on, you did some, you were doing like granite work, right? Was that, was that the field mm-hmm. that you were in? 
Yeah. So when I was uh, when I was there, we were uh, we were doing database services, and uh, for for those who don't know, um, Granite Systems had a product. They were a software company uh, provide a network inventory system for the telecommunications, and it it was uh, pretty much the de facto standard system out there for for many many companies, and as a result there was a, a high demand uh, for skilled people to be able to uh, take the information and put it into the system, um, manage that information and basically ensure that the information about your network was accurate so that people who were managing the network and managing troubles in the network knew how the network was configured. So that was, that was what we did. I came to the company at that time. I, I, looking for that um i i that was something that they should highly consider to, and we figured out that it would be you know like a database services group mm -hmm. so i was fortunate in that, uh, i was able to convince them to to start that group and so i was brought in to do that and uh yeah it ended up doing really well yeah 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 and so would you say, okay so that's the that's another thing that that we can't like just brush over so guys what he said was he came into a position one way, he identified an issue or a way that can make it move faster, smarter, more productive, whatever, and was, you know, immediately changed into doing, and you were over that whole thing. And so he ended up being kind of over all of that. And um, what I'm saying here is those are those destiny moments of opportunity that we all get. And we don't, sometimes we don't utilize them to the fullest capacity. So for instance, you know, when you see something in your job and you're only thinking of it as a job or you're only thinking of it as, okay, I just need this to pay my bills and do a good job at what I do, but I don't want to do anything extra. I don't want to suggest to do anything extra. God forbid they put me over the project, right? <laughs> and so, so sometimes we don't take advantage of those um, moments of opportunity in here you know, he was able, you know, that's what I'm hearing from you, Kevin, that you were able to make, you know, you, you came in one way and, you know, now after that, you ended up being kind of like, I forget your title, but you were like over that, that piece of it, right? Yeah. Well, they, they I think my initial title was pro for uh, database services and I uh, had, um, I don't know, I think four or five full-time staff, but it was, it was really, um, it was really about, you know, working with you to find, um, the right external talent, uh, for, for contract, um, so to speak in that area. Yeah. And, and, you know, to your point, um, sometimes, sometimes opportunities present themselves to you sometimes you have to go out and create that opportunity and i've been fortunate to be successful in doing both of those and when i joined the company at that time it was it was an opportunity for me to learn to and to create that need in their minds so that they said yeah you know what that sounds sounds good let's do that that's good. That's good. And I just really hope that my listeners are really taking taking um, heed to that because that's that's a nugget right there. Um, so tell me, Kevin, what do you think is your superpower? Well, I I think that I well I don't think I know for a fact that 
my my interpersonal communication skills with people um, really what has defined me in my career, you know, as a human. Uh, I, I found my way kind of accidentally into technology. I was never really a technologist per se, but my ability to, and, and it's, it's my desire really You said it's your desire, Kevin. I can't hear you. I think we kind of got a bad connection. guys so we're gonna stay tuned to part two of our discussion so stick around we're gonna come right back okay all right guys we are back from that short little I'm here with Kevin Ramowski. Uh, we're just talking about business and professionalism and really, truly being intentional about your success. And so, Kevin, before we, we left off, we were talking a little bit about your superpower and being that inter, um, you know, interpersonal relationship guru there. And uh, you were telling me a little bit more about that. So let's finish off. Yeah, so... I'm not shy. I just want to make sure that you can hear me. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you clear okay. day. Okay. Excellent. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I think, um, I guess when I, you know, look at myself, it's, it's really my, uh, my desire to meaningful relationships with people, um, above and beyond, you know, the, the business purpose to do that. I just really like to get to know people. Um, and that's really what it comes down to. And so throughout the years, that's something that you kind of noticed was like your your thing, you know, like sometimes when I when I ask individuals, hey, what's your superpower? They're like, I don't know. I don't know what my superpower is. But you seem so confident. Like, when did you discover it? Uh, I Probably when I was younger, uh, it's I, I was it's kind of a it's a it's a paradox or a, it's kind of just a um, it's weird because I was kind of a shy kid. When I was young, and yeah, as, as I grew up, um, I kind of forced myself to, to to break away from that. And you know, I, so I'm I've always been the type of person. After that, you know, I go to a restaurant or or I'm out shopping or something like that. I easily make uh, conversation with folks, um, and you know, I, I it's just something I like to do about them. Um, you know, one of the things is when I got into to the working world, I started my career. Some of the, you know, one of the things that I've carried with me is that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's, mm. that's really something that stuck with me. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true because you, there, there's, um, there's what we call 
in, I guess, corporate America, healthy ambition, right? <laughs> and and then there's like that self ambition, and you know, I'm I first of all, if you're new to the show, Kevin, I'm very transparent. So so I can remember a time in my life when I was really really selfishly ambitious, and and it was it was not that I didn't care because I, I've always had a heart to care. But when it came down to work, I wanted to succeed. And that was that was all I could think about. The other things that we talk about, even in this podcast, the, the finance, the faith, the home, the self, the collaboration, influence, all that stuff. I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind at the time. I was so focused on making numbers, making things happen beating my own self and my own numbers, um, not thinking about home, not thinking about my self-care. There was times when, I, you know, I would be so ambitious that I would literally not eat the whole day because <laughs> I was working <laughs> the whole day. <laughs> and, yeah. so, and so when 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 I had that come to Jesus moment, I call it that, that aha moment when I said, wait a minute. I am so neglecting so many things in life, in this world, in my family, in, in home life, like in, in everything, because I'm trying to gain the success in the business world. And for some reason, it's like I kept hitting the pla- like I kept hitting a uh, glass ceiling. There was like only so far that I would go. And then I had a conversation with a manager and he told me something that like hit me in my gut so hard he said you know you would be the obvious choice Monique for a leadership position because you know no one can even touch what you do but you are just you seem you appear way too ambitious to a to a fault you know to a flaw <laughs> and I mm-hmm. was so upset I wanted to like wring his neck <laughs> And and uh, and that was that began my journey of of uh, assessing myself, assessing myself. So my and, and me saying all this was to say, did you have that same kind of like aha moment where you realized that in a way that was not just like, oh, I heard a really cool quote, you know, but more of a like, mm-hmm. oh shoot, I'm messing up bad. <laughs> Yeah, so absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget the first time that I was given the opportunity to to manage direct reports was awful. Oh my God, it was, it was, <laughs> I was working for Nextel at the time and, um, and uh, I, I was promoted to a manager position there, probably five or six people reporting to me. And, you know, it, you just, you know, I think very few people, if any, come out of the womb with all the tools and knowledge to be effective in that kind of role. So, you know, I've, I've first level of success I've attained in my professional career. I I owe to uh, a string of catastrophic failures at at (laughs) critical point. Uh, And I also owe to um, the people I've worked for who at the time I thought were the worst human beings on earth. 
Um, you know, in retrospect, I have I have learned so much from those people. You know, sometimes you know, relative to the to to the actual job, but mostly what it did was it informed me and it molded me into the type of persons that people report that I wasn't anything like those people who I didn't care to work for. Mm. And it was uh, it was pretty simple. You know, I um, I, I I never. Um, I, tr- I tried very hard. I can't say never, but I tried very hard not to micromanage. Uh, I set clear expectations. I set clear goals. I communicate. I don't hold information because information's power. And I'm a, of the people who work for me. Uh, every job I've ever had in a leadership position, I have always taken time to groom my successor uh, because, you know, is I'm not going to be able to move up unless I've got come in and take my side. So, mm-hmm. you know, those were all me when I was working for people who didn't believe in that. Mm-hmm. And so you were able to literally turn it around. That's powerful. That's so powerful because it typically doesn't really go that way. <laughs> like typically it just gets worse and worse and worse. Like the person will see a bad behavior or they, they'll have something really crazy happen to them in a professional manner. Um, you know, even the treatment or, or of, 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 of their boss to them. Mm-hmm. And then they'll end up doing that to another person. It's just like that whole bullying thing. Like, you know, you, you get bullied and then the next thing you know, as soon as you get that power, you want to bully others. Um, and so that is the, to me, what I've noticed has been kind of like the typical response and for you to turn it around, I feel like it takes so much more to turn it around than it is yeah. to, to like, to, to just fall in the fold and just say, Hey, Hey, this is the culture here. This is what we do. We get, we, people get away with it all the time. You know, you could yeah. easily had that, that thought process. So, so that's cool. That's really cool that you had that, that, that moment. Um, what are some, what are some like key, I guess, um, I don't want to say mentors, you don't have to like tell me a name or anything, but is there any person that was in your life that just really inspired you, um, to be better or to, to, to do or excel or to learn more in your profession? You know, I, I, I don't believe, you know, with all due respect to the people who, um, who I've had the pleasure of directly for, I, I, I don't believe that any one of them in particular, you know, stands out as, as a seminal figure in, in my career. Um, I, I, I get something from everybody that I've worked for. And you know, I've had great, great who, you know, are totally the antithesis of what I just people who I worked for who were uh, mean-spirited, you know, distrustful. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten as much out of those folks as I've gotten out of the people who have, you know, who have, have gone out of their way to ensure my success. Mm. Um, and we're always who, who kind of led from the front. Um, that's what you, that, that's how you instill uh, a team spirit and, and a kind of togetherness and a sense of mission is, you know, you, you lead from the front, you know, you don't just sit at your desk and hide from, you know, from difficult situations and throw your people onto the bus, you know, to you know, avoid kind of any, any negativity. You get out in front and you, and you take it, you know, yeah. you take it like a leader, you know, yeah. and take the good 
Yeah, no, that's really good. That's really good. And that kind of segues to our next question, which would be like, what kind of advice would you give someone who is saying, hey, listen, I'm a program manager now. And, and, you know, in my, in my, uh, in my position, in my, in my company, and, you know, for whatever reason, I I just feel like I'm being looked over, or I'm not able to like, go to the next level I aspire to be a senior manager or I aspire to be a regional or director um how like what how can I get there like how do I what what would you say is is the way even I, I won't even say regional I'll just say if I'm not even what if I'm not even a program manager yet I'm just a coordinator or I'm just not even just but like I am a coordinator I am a an analyst how do I get to program manager um you know uh title what would your advice be to someone in that perspective Okay, so I know we left off with asking the question on what would be your someone who desired to do more to have a higher title in their career, um, whether they're a program analyst wanting to be a program manager or a manager wanting to be a director. What's your advice on what they can do? What are some things that they can do? Yeah, I would say, you know, opportunity doesn't always present itself, um, you know, as like a headline in a newspaper. Sometimes sometimes it's very stealth and you have to kind of keep your eyes open and, and, and look for things. Um, the other thing is, um, you know, I would, I would say, you know, don't get too down or negative about a particular situation if it's not working out for you. Because things, time does move on. Um, you know, I've a lot of jobs where I didn't really care for it at the time and thought, oh, this is, I, I just hate, hate, you know, in retrospect, you know, it was a really short period of time and, you know, and, and things do move on. So take, take what you can from those opportunities um, and then look for, look for the new ones that, you know, that may not be obvious. That's good. That's good. It's all about, it's basically about perspective, all about the perspective, all about, you know, opening your eyes and seeing what's in front of you and either being content in what you have or building that door (laughs) in order to get to the other room. So um, last question here, Kevin, Kevin, tell me what does succeed intentionally mean to you? (laughs) So I, so I would say succeed intentionally. Uh, I, I, first of all, I, I love the name. I love that title because it, it resonates with me in that, you know, when I think about that, I think about, well, I, I'm a big believer in visualization. You know, put out there, you know, have a very clear focus on it. Really focus on that. You know, be intentional about what you want. Uh, and the way that I've, you know, experienced the universe is when I, when I focus like that, those things do come back. You know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in a tracks lake. So, you know, be, 
put 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 those thoughts out there and be intentional about what it is. You know, be very specific. Don't be don't be vague. Mm. Specific about what you want. Mm, I love that. That is the succeed intentional definition from Kevin. Kevin, it was such a pleasure having you on. It was so good to talk with you and kind of hear your insight. And, and you gave some really, really cool jewels. Again, I'm going to have to use that new one that you gave as well. <laughs> um, and uh, so tell, tell us, like, what would you like to um, kind of leave with the people? What would you like to say? Any last words? Um, you know, uh, I guess um, the last thing that be um, try as hard as you can to be a a, a pragmatic optimist. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the world needs more pragmatic optimists. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. And there, there are some out there. They're just they're just quiet. So we want you guys that are pragmatic optimists to be a little louder. <laughs> and spread a little <laughs> bit more of that optimism, okay? All right, so again, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on Succeed Intentionally. Remember, guys, life fulfilled is life done intentionally. I'll see you next time.